Would you like predictable monthly income with annual returns up to 15% or more? Norada Capital Management offers you the opportunity to invest in promissory notes with fixed rates of return and monthly direct deposits. We provide investors with an effortless way to diversify beyond other investment options like stocks and bonds and even real estate. Our promissory notes have a high rate of return and are 100% passive. Interest is paid monthly, directly into your account, delivering truly effortless income. Many other passive investments offer rates of return in the 4-6% to range. Our promissory notes have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since conception. All notes are in good standing and Norada has a no-default history and reputation. And retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So if you're looking for an effortless investment with predictable monthly income and double-digit returns, then visit our website at noradacapital.com. Learn more at noradacapital.com today. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli, and welcome back to another great episode. Today, I wanted to talk about the subject of financing, but financing specifically for foreigners and the self-employed. These are two types of people that we find to be a little bit on the challenging side to get financed because they don't fit into the conventional box or the box of financing that comes down through the government-sponsored entities of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And obviously, that's where you get your best rate. So, I wanted to bring on Matt Leinberger, one of the uh, individuals that we work closely with. They are one of our preferred lenders, and Matt is the Vice President of Business Development for Lima One Capital. And what they are is a specially private lender for financing investment properties. And they are especially useful to foreign investors, basically our clients around the world, and to those who are self-employed. So with that, Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Marco. I appreciate you having me on. That's great having you on. I think this is a, a very important topic and one that will be of great interest to people around the United States who are self-employed and especially to our past, current, and future clients around the world that are living in other countries. They're not residents of the United States. They don't necessarily have U.S.-based credit. And then they ask the question, well, I want to invest in the United States. The opportunities are great. The affordability is great, but I can't get financing. So they don't have any options. They're either all cash or they have to find their own private money or they have to work with a lender like yourself. That's correct. And as a matter of fact, I'd say 20 to 25% of our clientele are actually born investors. So we identified that there is a niche and a need there and trying to fill that gap where the conventional lenders have kind of left off. Right. So let's start off by, you know, you telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Lima One, and then we'll kind of dive into some questions here. Sure. So I have been in real estate in some form or fashion. I'm about 13 years now. Absolutely love it. Been an investor, a lender, a contractor, you name it, I'd like to think of, I've been involved in just about everything. I'm sure there's a whole lot more to come. but So I can uh, somewhat identify with some of the borrowers and some of the challenges of, of the real estate industry. And from a standpoint of, of Lima One Capital, it has just been a great past couple of years for the company, 
you know, as you were saying, we are private money lenders. We are not a traditional bank. We don't go the conventional route. We can offer investment loans only. There is no owner-occupied program that we offer. And we can finance foreign investors. We can finance U.S. citizens. And we can uh, finance rehab properties all the way to long-term rental properties on a 30-year term. So so what is the greatest challenge that you guys find with foreigners and the self-employed? I mean, this is a, a loaded question in a sense because we clearly know the answer to these questions. But foreigners obviously don't have U.S. credit. So that's one problem. But just expand on the problems and the challenges you see with foreigners and the self-employed trying to get financing here in the U.S. Well, the biggest challenge is there just really aren't that many options. And it's one of those where a lot of your your traditional avenues for financing in the real estate sector really just don't have the appetite and they just haven't opened their doors as much as I think they probably should for a lot of the categories that you're talking about there, such as foreign investors. They tend to want to underwrite the debt to income. They want to see certain ratios, whereas uh, private money lenders such as myself and, and, and other companies across the country are saying, hey, look, go out and find us a good cash flowing property and we're going to do the majority of our underwriting on that property itself. So it does have to be cash flowing. And yes, we do have to see documents from the borrower. We do have underwriting on the borrower without question, but it's nowhere near the stringent guidelines with a lot of the uh, different formulas that you would see from banks and, and your traditional entities. Would you call these lax guidelines or they're just different? So I don't want to give the wrong impression. It's We certainly want to give good loans that are going to perform. There is no question about that. We do look at this stuff and make a determination, but we're just looking at different factors. We set a certain guideline that we want to see from the borrower. It is very different from the bank, very different. And we decided that we wanted to put more emphasis on the property itself. So as long as the property meets that criteria, we're good to go. So yeah, I I do think it's not necessarily lax. It would just be very different. Okay. So we have a lot of self-employed people listening to this show. You know, it's just one part of our audience. How can you help the self-employed if they're sitting there asking themselves, okay, well, I'm self-employed. I make income. I pay myself well. I expense a lot of items through my company. So at the end of the day, I don't show a lot on my personal tax return and they don't qualify for conventional financing. So that guy or gal what is it that they need to know or need to see in order to be able to get financing with you guys? Sure. Well, well, first of all, we wouldn't be in business if, if we couldn't cater to the full-time real estate investor or the self-employed who was in that situation. So we understand exactly what you guys are doing with your businesses, which is why we do put the emphasis on that property. I just can't stress that enough. And We ask to see a tax return. We don't have a formula to put that number in. And so it's, we're going to have the assets there. You would have to show us assets. And if you are self-employed here in the U.S., we are going to ask to see a credit score. Our minimum is 630. So there is a little bit of give and take there versus traditional banks. And so if you can show us some assets, cash on hand, if you will, we're not looking for you to have that that W-2 type job or and steady monthly payments with a strong tax return. So us, as well as other private money lenders in the, in the uh, sector, can offer that to these guys. And as I recall, it would be 
your last three months of bank statements, your last year's tax return, and if you are putting your property into an LLC, which you know they don't have a choice, but they need to see that you guys need to see the documents for the LLC or the other entity. That's actually correct. So we do have to see the LLC documents or whatever business entity they choose to close in. However, they want to structure it is fine. We ask for sixty days worth of bank statements, and uh, then the last year's tax return. That's it. Okay. Well, that's not all bad. Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day are taking a week. You have too many manual processes. You don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all your KPIs. That's your key performance indicators. In one efficient system with one source of truth, Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash realestate. That's netsuite.com slash realestate to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash realestate. Now let's take that same question and apply it to foreign nationals. In other words, foreign investors, these are people who are not U.S. citizens. And in most cases, they're not U.S. residents. So how can you help the uh, foreigner? Sure. So with foreign investors, we do not ask for tax returns. Clearly, uh, there's, there's not going to be a tax return. And with credit score, obviously, that's really not um, an option either. So what we are looking at there with, with foreigners is going to be bank statements, cash on hand, as well as we actually cap foreign investors at 70% loan to value versus U.S. citizens at 75% loan to value. Okay. That loan to value, is that based on the appraisal? I would assume so. Appraisal or purchase price. That's correct. Whichever is lower. Okay. All right. So... It sounds like it's actually easier to qualify as a foreign national than it is as a self-employed person. <laughs> you know, the funny part is that is actually uh, correct. Our guidelines are, are definitely a little, a little less stringent on, on the foreign investors, but that's also why loan-to-value is capped. And, you know, we actually offer a better rate for foreign investors if they will take a lower loan-to-value. So that's us kind of saying, okay, we're not having to see as much documentation but at the same time, if we have less exposure in the property, we will feel more comfortable and we will give you a better rate in order for doing that as well. So, And, and for those listening, to give you a frame of reference, conventional financing, which is the cheapest money that any U.S. resident or citizen can borrow, the maximum loan to value is 80%, which means that we are coming in with a 20% down payment and then we are financing up to a maximum of 80% of that property, which is fantastic. I mean, it's hard to find 
this type of financing for real estate anywhere else in the world. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's only one other country that will do up to 80% on a 30-year fixed rate basis. So if you as a self-employed individual or a foreigner are able to get financing at up to 75%, or in this case with foreigners, 70% loan to value, that's pretty exceptional. You know, it's very hard to find something competitive or even better than that. So, and I've looked around, we work with, you know, a small number of private money specialty lenders like Lima One, and they're all kind of in the same category and and ballpark in terms of numbers, but Lima One is very, very competitive. And so we actually do send a lot of business their way because of that. So let's talk about the terms. Let's break down the down payment requirements, which we obviously have touched upon. Let's talk about the rates, you know, the range. I know that's a a matrix. So there's a, a spread there. Maybe Matt touch upon the closing costs, talk about the amortization period, and here's one of my favorite ones. It's the minimum loan amounts. I, I think this will knock the socks off a lot of people, but go ahead and kind of break all that all right. down. So that's actually one of our biggest selling points there, the, the minimum loan amount, and it is at $45,000. I believe that is the lowest in the industry. There have been some some companies here recently drop it from $300,000 to $100,000 to seventy five, all trying to compete with us in that space. And that does give you some leeway. We can do large portfolio loans, but we're saying, you know, look, a lot of these rental properties, you're getting your best return with these smaller sizes, uh, price points, if you will. And so, yeah, yeah, we can go all the way down to 45000 on the minimum loan amount. Closing cost, I'm going to specify this with origination fee. There is a cost of doing business with this. Origination fee is at 2% with a minimum of 3500 And then, of course, there are going to be closing costs that we don't set that would come from your closing attorney or your title company, uh, whatever it might be. But the other really, really nice part or aspect of this loan is that it is a 30-year fully amortized loan. And so that allows for a lot of cash flow and really makes sense. It it is a true 30-year term, too. There's no five or 10-year callback or balloon note, if you will. So you are literally fixed in for a full 30 years. And that is just a tremendous factor of this loan to to me personally. It is. I'm a big fan of the fixed rate mortgages, ideally the 30-year. For some people, the 15-year fixed. But to get a full 30-year amortization, a 30-year term where you're locked into one rate for the entire life of that loan, which you can prepay or accelerate and pay it off earlier, but knowing that your rate and payment is going to be the same in a year, five years, 10 years, is a very predictable way to forecast out your cash flow and your bottom line numbers for years to come. And if rates go up, which you know is, is likely in, in five to 10 years, you know you're going to have a competitive or lower interest rate compared to what it might be in, in 10 years down the road. So I think that's a, a huge selling factor is the fact that it's not a balloon and it's not a three-year or five-year arm payment. That's right. So touch on the rates. Let's talk about that. And and what was sure. the other thing I asked you? Yeah, let's talk about the rates. Okay. So rates, uh, like I was saying, they, well, it, it's actually a little bit different with, with private money and with us. We actually lock in rates pretty much quarterly. And so it's not on a day-to-day basis like you might consider it to be in a, in a conventional term. So rates are going to vary anywhere from 7 to 8%. 
on that 30-year term fixed. And again, it's going to be based on loan to value. So at, at 70% loan to value, you're looking at closer to 8%. And at 60% loan to value, you're looking at right around seven to seven and a quarter, and then uh, 65% right at seven and a half. So it's, it's just on a sliding scale. And that's going to be for foreign investors. For U.S. citizens, I can actually go as low as six and a half and goes to about eight and a half as well. But a lot of that's going to be based on credit score as well. So with the foreign investors, it's really just a sliding scale on loan to value. And then for the U.S. citizen, we are going to take credit into consideration first. That will put you in a certain level. And then from there, it'll be a sliding scale on loan to value as well. So let's just quickly compare that to someone getting conventional financing here at 5%. A lot of the properties that our clients purchase through our our company and through our network are in the hundred to hundred and ten thousand dollar price range. Those are often three bedroom homes in A minus B plus type neighborhoods. If your financing is eighty thousand dollars, let's just say that's the loan amount, the mortgage payment difference with an eighty thousand dollar loan at five percent interest compared to that same eighty thousand dollar loan at seven point five percent interest with you guys is $130 monthly payment difference. So it's $130 more per month because of that 2.5% interest increase. Now that, for some people that might sound like a lot, but for most people they'll realize, okay, that wasn't as big of a difference as I originally thought. So when you think about it, your cash flows on properties like that are probably in the range of $300, $350 a month net cash flow. That's that's after vacancy, that's after maintenance and repairs. That's net net net. So if you're making 100 and what was it? $130, $130 less per month on a $300 to $350 per month cash flow, that's not a bad trade-off considering that your other scenario was to purchase that $100,000 property all cash and not have the same cash on cash return, the higher cash on cash return and leverage that you can. So you can get 7.5% financing through you guys, leverage your investment capital to buy more property. In other words, have a larger portfolio. And yes, granted, you're going to have lower cash flow on a per property basis, but you're leveraging your cash flow into more properties. Therefore, you will actually have a larger monthly cash flow at the end of the day by leveraging your investment capital at this higher rate. So it's a small trade-off. And with interest rates or anything else for that matter, there's always going to be that give and take. So I, I think for foreigners and for those who don't qualify for the conventional financing, your options are limited. So this is a very good option to get into real estate or build your portfolio even further. Honestly, could not have said it better myself. And, and that is the conversation that I have with a lot of our borrowers. And look, you just got to sit down and run the numbers and say, what are my goals here? We're giving you the option to, to leverage. Yes, it's a little bit higher than what you get at the banks, but we're giving you the ability to leverage. And so we just sit down and run the numbers. And a lot of investors have come to the same conclusion that, that you have. That's why we're doing quite a bit of business. Yep. Now, one thing you didn't mention, Lima one requires borrowers to have an entity. I'm not sure if that's only an LLC. Maybe you can expand on this, but just explain to us what is required to qualify. We will allow any business entity. The vast majority, probably 99% of what we see is an LLC. 
And so, yes, we actually do require that. It does have to be a business-to-business loan. The LLC or business entity does not have to have any seasoning. As a matter of fact, we have guys who set it up after they apply. That's completely fine with us. We just have to make a business-to-business loan to that LLC or whatever entity that you choose. And you can structure it any way that you want as well. So if you have partners or if you have family members, whatever it might be, that are that are in the mix, they can be involved in that LLC as well. Does it have to be a U.S.-based entity or can it be, let's say, like a Canadian equivalent of a limited liability company? We do need it to be a U.S. entity. Okay. Now, some foreigners will ask us or believe that a U.S. entity entitles them to conventional financing. So just to clear this one up, just because you have an LLC, a limited liability company set up here in the United States, that doesn't mean that you now have the ability to qualify for conventional financing. It is still an entity and it's still, regardless of whether it's you or the entity, you still would need to qualify under those conventional financing terms and requirements. So no, it does not allow you to get conventional financing. And we get a lot of people asking us that question. Now, I asked one of our clients who happens to be one of your clients too, to send me a couple of questions to ask you (laughs) because they've been through the process. They have the experience of dealing with you. They've purchased some property and they're looking to purchase more. So one of the questions he had was, is it possible for an investor to lower their rates? And if so, what can they do to ensure that it is done? So he's just looking for ways to lower the rate since he doesn't have U.S. credit. So the only way that you can lower the rate, we, we don't offer any any buy-down or anything of that nature. I mean, it's so much of it is based on the loan-to-value. That, that is the best way. So, so if you want to put up more cash, or even if we offer a cash out refi, whatever it might be, you can take a lower LTV and get a lower rate that would increase your monthly cash flow. And so that's just kind of a decision you would have to make from a standpoint of, do I want, as far as cash on hand versus a a monthly cash flow basis. And that's going to be up to the individual borrower. But that would be the only way that we could lower it for Okay. So you increase your down payment a little bit, 5%, 10%, that drops your rate. That's exactly right. Okay. Now, what about allowable costs that are paid by the seller? So whether those are concessions or closing costs, credits, is that allowed? If so, how much? It is allowed. We actually don't have an official number or a percentage, but at the same time, we kind of leave that up. That's somewhat of an underwriter's discretion, if you will. So we're not saying that that a bunch of stuff can be thrown in there, but at the same time, we don't have an official policy on that. We don't want to see too much. The whole idea here is that the borrower can qualify based on his or her own merits. So yes, we do allow it up to a certain extent. Like I said, there is no official number. That's really just more of an underwriter discretion. Okay. What about seller carry back? In other words, the seller carrying a second mortgage on top of the first. In other words, they have a second lien position. They allow you to go into first. Is that allowed? Do you guys do that? It is not. Uh, We do not allow secondary financing of any type. Okay. At least none that you know of. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you said it, right. 
Okay, fair enough. What about refinancing guidelines? Uh, you know, now we're, we've been talking about new purchase money, acquiring new property, but what if someone has a portfolio or they already have a property, they have equity in it, maybe they want to refinance it to get better terms or refinance it to pull some equity out to leverage that into other property. How does that work with you guys? Honestly, the, the program is the exact same. We offer cash out refis. We offer straight refis. Absolutely. And literally, it is the exact same. The only difference there would be if you have rehab the property, you know, you can get a new appraised value on that. Or if you've owned it for a couple of years, whatever it might be, we can take a new appraised value and go off of the loan to value based on that newly appraised value. So if you've had any, any appreciation or if you've increased the value at all, you're going to be a little bit better off from a loan to value standpoint, potentially. But the loan program is the exact same. Okay, great. Matt, is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have asked you or anything else you want our listeners to know about before we wrap up here? I think we covered just about everything there. Sounds good. So please tell our listeners how they can find you guys and what other contact information you want to provide. Sure. So our website is www.lima1capital.com. That's L-I-M-A. And uh, best way to reach me personally, be more than happy to answer any questions you guys have, is Matt, M-A-T-T, at Lima One Capital. And my phone number is 770-851-3408. I'm going to throw you a curve here. I'm going to ask you one more question just because it came to mind. How did the name Lima One come up? So the owner of the company is a uh, former Marine, and that was his call sign uh, when he was in Iraq. I love it. It's a great name. I love the name. Matt, hey, I appreciate your time. Thank you for the information, answering the questions. I'm sure we'll get some calls, and I'm sure you'll get some calls. And uh, we have had great experience working with you guys. So we'll uh, just keep throwing, uh, you know, throwing the business your way. Thanks again, Marco. All right, Matt. Thank you. So to all of you foreign national investors and self-employed people listening to this podcast episode, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you didn't think that there were no financing options available to you because obviously there are. Lima One is one of several companies that we work with. They all have their pros and cons. So it's not a one size fits all, but they are one of uh, the main providers that we work with. So give our investment counselors a call to find out more and uh, we can certainly put you in touch with them or align the right investment properties for you that will fit within the mold of their terms and conditions. Other than that, I'm glad you joined us today. You know, download our free report, The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing. If you have any questions for me, be sure to post that at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Just click Ask Marco. I've been getting a number of questions lately, and I appreciate you sending those in. I enjoy answering them, and I do reply to every single one. So if you have a question, please go ahead and, and contact me through the Passive Real Estate Investing website. Subscribe if you haven't done so. If you are thinking about expanding your portfolio, give our investment counselors a call for a free strategy session. We'll spend some time with you on the phone to help you get on the right track and point you in the right direction to build whatever you want to build through real estate. 
And if you leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we'll send you a free mug. I've sent out quite a number of them lately. So uh, just go ahead and post that and send over an email to reviews at noradarealestate.com. That helps us spread the word. And if you share the podcast with your friends and family, we would uh, appreciate that too. Again, thanks for listening. See you next week on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.